And you're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. You just heard right there from 1966, Alan Pounds, Get Rich, with Searching in the Wilderness. Today on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show, interviews with future from Atlanta, the rapper Future, not Fuch, but Future from Atlanta, plus an interview with Jello Biafra. Right now, to prepare you for Future, gonna play something by the rock and roll band known as The Brain. The Brain, Nightmares in Red, on the Parlophone record label from England, 1967. Has some connections to King Crimson as well. So right now, here's The Brain, and in an interview with Future, and in an interview with Jello Biafra, on Denardoir, the human serviette. Radio Joe. Close my eyes, what do I see? I am looking at the back of my eyelids. Are you future future welcome to south by southwest in austin texas i appreciate it for having me man future right off the bat i have a gift for you a cool mo d lp man it's dope how is this important to future cool mo d uh man respect you know what i'm saying respect cool mo d her og her legend when did you first get into cool mo d probably when i was younger my, my uncles they used to listen to uh the cool mo d 
Future, I want to ask you about some OG here out of Atlanta. What can you tell the people about these OG rap stars out of Atlanta? Kilo. Organized basis. <clears throat> he was signed to my cousin label, Kilo. Also, King J, you know what I'm saying? He family. He, uh, Kilo Ali, he was a real, real, real big to Atlanta, period. You know what I mean? He's like one of the kings in Atlanta. Still to this day, man, Kilo, man, it's classic. And Sammy Sam, too. Oh, yeah, Sammy Sam, for sure. You know what I mean? Sammy Sam, man, is a living legend. Like, everyone loves Sammy Sam. Everyone. And we have MC Shy D as well, old school Atlanta. Oh, yeah, MC Shy D, man, that's that old school Atlanta, man. They, these are dudes that made Atlanta, Atlanta. The hard boys, the hard boys, yeah, man, they was just like, represent the street side of Atlanta back then. You know what I'm saying? These underground dudes that, man, just meant so much to the culture of, of Atlanta music scene. Quite an album cover, too, for the hard boys, eh? Man, the hard boys, they got the name for it. And Cool Breeze, East Point's greatest hits, East Point's greatest legend, East Point biggest star, you know what I'm saying? Cool Breeze, his, his charisma, his choice of words, his wordplay was, man, authentic and original, you know what I'm saying? Shit like Watch for the Hook, and he made Dirty South. Cool Breeze came up with that. He's the guy that invented the term. Yeah, Andy Dungeon family, man, this family right here. Now, you are future. Yes, future. Do you know of any other futures that are out there at all future? I don't know of any other futures besides our future, the group. There was another future that was out there, started in 2003. It was this gentleman right here, Mr. Flattop from Nashville, Tennessee. And he originally was called Future. Then he changed his name to Mr. Flattop, and now he's called Fuge. Fuge. Some kids, they call me that Fuge, Fuge. So he actually was called Future in 2003, but he had to change his name, I guess, because you got so big. Wow. I never heard of him, you know what I'm saying? Mr. Flattop, and now he's called Fuge, and he told me he got quite a few emails that were addressed to you, like managers and stuff were looking for you because they thought he was you. Yeah, yeah, man. Shout out to Mr. Flattop, you know what I'm saying? It's all love, my way. Future, have another gift for you, and it is right here, the 69 Boys. When you think of 69 Boys, you think of the Christmas song they made that still come on to this day. I know they publishing this crazy. I met him a long time ago. He used to come, he came to the dungeon. They used to work with Rico a long time ago, back in the day. You know what I mean? So I don't know, I met them before. Mr. Fab, are you down with Mr. Fab from the Yay area at all? Yeah, yeah Mr. Fab, good dude. Every time I see him, he always show love from, from the beginning. He's amazing, isn't he? He's been working on the grind for years. Yeah, for years, for years, man. Mr. Fag, it made you love. And you're also down with Too Short, too. You love the Too Short, right? Man, Too Short, his um, his brother, you know what I'm saying? His brother, man, I used to always ride with his brother back in Atlanta when he lived in Atlanta. So, man, Too Short, his brother, we get along. And Too Short, he, man, he's the OG, you know what I mean? Those, those were some of the first rhymes I was saying when I was young. Do you have any favorite food in Atlanta future, I guess is what I'm wondering. You know, Busy Bee's always been a classic spot of mine, just to, shop, to go to and eat. Uh, man, any other, any other wing spots, you know what I'm saying? I love wings. You got to cook them extra crispy. And what would you have at the Busy Bee? Probably some uh, baked uh, black eyed peas. I used to go on Meatloaf Tuesdays. They used to have Meatloaf Tuesdays and black eyed peas, some screen beans or something like that. Good vegetables, and I love their bread. They got that good cornbread. You got to have that good cornbread. Do you like cheesecake at all? I love cheesecake. I love cheesecake at nighttime, real late at night. Cheesecake could do, man. Top it off before you go to sleep. <laughs> What's flavor of cheesecake do you like, Future? Just the regular one. 
original. What does that taste like? Just full on cheese? Uh, it tastes like cheesecake. <laughs> Sensational. And that's the word you're looking for. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, sensational. Speaking of food and stuff, I have another gift here for you. Some food. Popeye, spinach. Popeye, man, this is the favorite cartoon, all-time favorite cartoon, Popeye. So I thought there's a Popeye record for you that maybe you can sample and put out on one of your LPs coming up. Yeah, yeah, oh, oh nah, nah, I ain't got no samples of Popeye, but Popeye, you know what I'm saying, that's an all-time favorite. Future, why should people care about future? Why should they care? Because I am the future. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much, Future. Keep on rocking in the free world. And do, 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 do. This is a song that asks a question. And if you listen, I think you'll get the message. You walked into a restaurant, you were hungry, you had the money to get yourself something to eat, yeah, somebody told you to go around to the back door and get it, even though they wasn't going to give it to you free, yeah, yeah, tell me how, yeah, oh, how would you children by the hand and you want to guide them and protect them on the very first day of school yeah and i just want to ask one question do you think that all the little children should be punished for the sins of all the older fools yeah yeah
and you're still listening to CITR Radio and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there Curtis Knight with Jimi Hendrix on guitar with How Would You Feel from 1966. And before that, an interview with Future from Atlanta. Georgia, a place that's sensational. Coming up right now, an interview with Jello by Afra from 2006. And to prepare you for this interview, thought I would play something from a band called The Northwest Company. They're from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, 1967. Get Away From It All, which was actually covered by The Nomads, a band that invited Jello Biafra to attend, I think it was their 20th or 30th reunion in Sweden. And they may have even played that particular track. And they actually covered again, which was really cool, on a record called Cold Hard Facts of Life put out by Lance Rock Records out of Nanaimo, British Columbia, Canada. So it's a record by the band The Nomads called The Cold Hard Facts of Life. And on the cover of the record released by Lance Rock Records, there's Nico Case and Ham from Slow and Tank Hog and Canned Ham. They're the cover stars. Nico Case, she doesn't play on the record, but she's a cover star. Same with Ham. Ham, you are a superstar Always. So right now, here's the Nomads, good friends of Jello Biafra. Here's not the Nomads, but here's the Nomads who were a covering band, covering the band called the Northwest Company. Here's the Northwest Company, as covered by the Nomads, but this is the original version from Vancouver. Get away from it all. And then an interview with Jello Biafra on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show.
Who are you? I am Jello Biafra. Jello Biafra, is it true you once judged a bikini contest in an elk's lodge? Where did you hear that one from? It was like in Colorado, Jello Biafra, an elk's lodge, bikinis? What are you doing? I think what I need to do was what they put on the old Nine Inch Nails site, top 10 rumors about Trent Reznor and all. That one I've never heard before. Have you ever been in any Elks Lodge in Colorado? I have never been in any Elks Lodge, period, but a good friend of mine I grew up with and the only other Stooges fan in my high school, Sam Turner, his father made his living sharking respectable citizens at cards at the local Elks Club. They tried to figure out ways to expel him or at least get him to cut his hair or even sneak up behind him and cut it off from time to time. No, that never worked. Sam's old man he took the sheriff he took the car dealers he took them all and helped feed his family sharking cards at the elks club as his only occupation but jello biafra what is the closest you've come to to judging a bikini contest what is the closest you've come to doing something like that because you've done the iron chef which we talked about last time participating iron chef what's the closest you come to judging a bikini contest and i won't say don't say interviewing nina hartley nude Okay, I won't say interviewing Nina Hartley nude. I think it would only be uh, be when uh, one of my beloved girlfriends over a year and I went shopping for new fun underthings and lingerie for her, and then she tried them all on when we got home in order to make me horny. And it wasn't always bikinis either. I thought she was going to say, or I thought you were going to say that she made you try them on in the change rooms. Uh, not yet. I haven't run into one of those, but, uh, every major relationship always adds something new and unexpected to the sex life. Jello Biafra, tonight you mentioned the artist known as Moore... Morrissey. Oh. You mentioned Morrissey. Now, do you have any advice for Morrissey fans? He's come out and said, stop the seal hunt and ban any Canadian products. Don't buy any Canadian products. What do you think about that? Like, the seal hunt is bad, but should Morrissey say ban everything from Canada? He's not going to tour in Canada, and he's telling people not to buy any Canadian products. How do you solve that? Um, well, it's, it's kind of easy for me because I've never bought a Morrissey product. On the other hand, I think it's high time, uh, the normally pretty up there civilized country of Canada that many of us in the States look up to in many ways, get hip to the idea that mass clubbing of seals for pelts and other things maybe should go the way of whaling and the death penalty. But what about Morrissey saying, ban all music from Canada? You're going to be releasing some Canadian rock coming up, the subhumans. Morrissey's saying, don't buy any Canadian subhumans because Canada does the seal hunt. What do you think about linking those two together? Is that kind of difficult? I thought you said he was just saying, don't buy any Canadian products. Are you linking that to Canadian music as well? Yes, he's saying, don't buy anything from Canada, from what I understand. Don't quote me. But he didn't specifically say Canadian music. I don't think he said Canadian music, but I think he meant all Canadian products. You're putting words in Morrissey's mouth, kind of like you always put them in mine. Well, there's a lot of other things I could put in his mouth, but I'm not putting any words, no. Oh, you mean below the belt. Ba-boom. <laughs> Jello Biafra. Okay, here, here we go. I, I, I think if that ban applied to Canadian music, he'd have to think long and hard about his approach if it included Canadian artists singing songs about stopping the seal slaughter. 
Kind of like Tipper Gore wanting to ban all mention of suicide in music, even if it was a song telling you not to commit suicide, which Ozzy claims suicide solution is. Jello, you're going to be re-releasing and releasing a new album as well by the Canadian Subhumans. You also have a new band called the Knights of the New Crusade. First off, can you tell me about their stage show and what the lead singer once did with a sword? Um, the Knights of the New Crusade um, are the new frontier of fundamentalist Christian garage bands from San Francisco. The first album, which we didn't get to release, had uh, things like My Way is the Highway, E is for Evil, Sympathy for Jesus, Ain't No Monkeys in My Family Tree, and Dangers of Dating. And now the new album, they take on the uh, highfalutin Christian rock scene people who feel that they are being too hardline with their message. And yes, they come out in Life of Brian-type outfits, and the singer wields a real sword, which he plunges into the stage for, stage for emphasis. And I didn't realize how sharp that thing was until I went to one of their shows, and he was sitting on the edge of the stage with a seriously injured ankle because he missed when he plunged the sword. What has the reaction been to Alternative Tentacles signing this pro-Christian band? Perhaps, are they the most pro-Christian band in the world right now? Um, I think they would like to think so. And uh, the singer even uh, was corresponding with a uh, Christian music journalist who told him, oh, actually, it's kind of good you're on a, on a secular label. Maybe then you can convert Jello. Paboom. Yeah. Or Noam Chomsky. <laughs> oh, there you go. Jello Biafra, I would also like to ask you about the band known as The Dills. Years ago, did you criticize them for doing a Velvet Underground cover? Uh, no, I have never criticized The Dills for that. I eventually criticized them for the way they treated other people in the scene, but uh, no. Tonight doing this... Actually, you're thinking of what goes on, which they did a tremendous job on, actually. I mean, at their peak, um, when they played a beautiful old synagogue, which was called the Geary Temple, nobody had been in that venue before, and uh, they just blew the roof off of the place, and it was like seeing the Who live as an underground band or something. And then uh, eventually that kind of, you know, sometimes when a band realizes how good they are, it's the beginning of the end and i guess that kind of happened to them but uh you know they they, they were a great band jello by afro do you ever get stage invaders while doing spoken word um occasionally not very well, actually there was one in fullerton california in the bowels of orange county when a group of kind of biker kind of metal looking guys called hardcore for christ were hanging out front and then some people invited them in so they came on stage and uh, they were saying jello we love you we agree with what you said and in god we trust incorporated but you have to realize that jesus really is real and really loves you man and then one of them even said, I used to be all messed up on drugs, and now I'm all messed up on the Lord, which is a line right off a Cheech and Chong album, but he said it seriously. Sure was. That whole thing recorded somewhere. It was a 30-minute exchange. Did they come actually on stage, or was it from the audience? Like, have they come up on stage and hugged you or anything like that? Um, I think one of them did put his arm around me. They were on stage, yes. And this has all been documented? Uh, I have an audio recording of it. 
uh, Jello Biafra, I asked this because I think years ago in the Dead Kennedys, you had quite a few stage invaders. Do you remember wrestling with a girl on stage in New York? Did you wrestle with a lot of women on stage in the Dead Kennedys? Oh, I think that was Donna Death, who actually is the one who turned me on to that Chicago band you like called The Mentally Ill. She was the one who had the record in her apartment. I don't know what happened to her, though. I hope she's all right. She's also the star of that great underground movie, one of the vanguard of the cinema of transgression film period called They Eat Scum. It wasn't Richard Kern, was it? Uh, no, it was a uh, contemporary named Nick Zed. And what sort of wrestling was done on stage with her? Was it a pre-planned thing, or what was going on? No, she just got on stage and we wrestled, and I wasn't quite sure. She looked just enough like Lydia Lunch. I was wondering if she was, but then when I met her afterwards, I found out that she was Donna Death. So you are Jello Biafra, aren't you? Um, apparently you think so. I'll let you harbor that illusion, just like the flight attendant who once asked me if I was Bruce Springsteen. Now, Jello Biafra, I ask you this because check out this little promo for the gig tonight. What it is, is it's in Dose magazine. It says, Mentos, fresh idea. See this, punk rock legend, Dead Kennedys, Jello Biafra. And what do they have in the picture? Um, a later fake lineup of people who are pimping the Dead Kennedys name while uh, running off with other people's money. How bizarre. Is that a local magazine here? That is actually across Canada, but it's just in Vancouver. And it's Mentos Fresh Presents Jello Biafra. Do you like Mentos? Uh, I think I ate one of them once. I, didn't, I, I mean, I love my junk food. I love sugar a little too much, but Mentos just didn't do it for me. Has there been any confusion like this before where you do a spoken word and they put the picture of the wrong band in there? I know this has happened before because I remember where the band from New Zealand called the Datsuns played in Vancouver and used a picture of the Montreal band, the Datsuns. And actually in that documentary, Punk, that I think you're actually quoted in by Don Letts? Yeah. There's a picture of the band, the Teen Idols, but they just searched the internet and they had the picture of the 1990s Teen Idols instead of the... Oh, no, Don, you should have known better than that. Could have done a little fact-checking, checking, my man. I mean, Letts is a really intelligent guy. I'm surprised he let that one slip in there. No, I've never had this, but what really annoys me with the fake Dead Kennedy shows and why I feel it's kind of a deliberate con job on their part in many areas is many, many of the shows they do have an old picture of the band with me in it in the ads and in the flyers and all that. And then uh, East Bay Ray Incorporated always says, oh, well, that's just because promoters pull the wrong photo off the Internet. But they, for a long time, they had the same agent as the fake Misfits, and you never see Danzig's picture in Misfits for things booked by the same people, so who also booked Great White, too. Um, so uh, I, th I think it's just another... Uh, Another area where they remind me more and more of the Bush administration. I mean, I'm really proud of Dead Kennedys and the music, but I really regret ever trusting them and don't recommend anybody else trust them either. Winding up here, Jello Baffert, Merle Haggard. Are you still into Merle Haggard? I've never really gotten into Merle Haggard. What's so great about Merle Haggard? Oh, because Mer Merle's a great country songwriter, and at one point he had some very interesting uh, songs that were embraced by the right wing, although he, in the 60s and 70s, although I'm not sure he quite intended them that way. But then in more recent years, after uh, Anti, that branch of the Epitaph Empire of all people, signed Merle Haggard, and he 
began giving these interviews where he attacked the drug war, he attacked NAFTA, he attacked all kinds of inequality and things that he saw as a, you know, somebody who grew up poor and had sympathies with uh, working Americans, which was always his uh, his vision and uh, his shtick. At the same time, he even said that I had more rights in the early 60s when I was in prison than the average American has today. And coming from somebody like Merle Haggard, I think that's very interesting. Jello Baffra, I was also curious about photo ops. I'm fascinated when you tell stories about Bush landing on the aircraft carrier and the aircraft carrier actually being in San Diego or him holding a fake chicken. Is this true? Can you explain this quickly, just a bit about those two photo ops or any others you might know about? Well, uh, the people who stage manage the media relations of the Bush administration are probably have learned gleaned all their tactics from Josef Goebbels and the Nazis and uh, honed them to a fine point where Bush meets leaders in I think it was either Jordan or Israel and they had to build a special bridge across a pond just because they thought the leaders would look better if they were photographed that way. Bush's infamous mission accomplished speech took place not in the Middle East where a lot of people thought it was but on an aircraft carrier off the coast of San Diego that steamed around in circles for 23 hours until Bush's handlers decided the lighting was just right. Stuff like that. They they always stage manage things like that. They're very good at it. And him delivering a big chicken. It was a it was a plastic chicken to the troops. Well, that was when he he paid a surprise visit to Iraq, and there it is on the evening news, a grinning Bush bringing a great big Thanksgiving turkey to the troops in Iraq. And not only does he not really support the troops when he keeps cutting veterans benefits and everything but the turkey wasn't even real it was a shiny turkey made out of rubber you know here i'm supporting the troops see me in the photo op but you can't have any because it's not even a real turkey gotcha again where did you find that particular fact out was it up on ebay for auction afterwards the chicken or turkey Oh, I wish. No, uh, I, I first saw it uh, in a Michael Moore writing, but it's been uh, discussed by several other journalists and publications since. Jello Biafra, last year I was wondering about the version of rock known as Oi. Are you a fan of Oi like bands like Coxpar? What do you think of Coxpar? What do you think of Oi? Um, I love that chip on my shoulder single from way back when. I mean, as far as I can tell, they were a pre-punk glam band. Some of their stuff was more boogie rock, like Status Quo, like Sunday Stripper, their song Sunday Stripper back in the day. And then the, the Oi people embraced them later, basically. And I first heard of Oi not as a grassroots term, but a term coined by Gary Bushell, a writer for Sounds Magazine, who was writing all kinds of things attacking crass and attacking discharge and offering up the exploited and then what he called a movement and labeled oi afterwards which i think in the end i mean it became kind of the oi 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 sound which uh, you know rancid has swiped those kind of chants and used a lot in their stuff and many others have so it is a sound and whether it was not whether it was ever really a movement i think is questionable it was more like a look and a sound and some of the bands were more prepared to be shoved into the spotlight than others, and some of the bands were just playing better than others. I mean, the Infrared album is really, really good, but they were really young, and I guess they didn't last very long, and who knows, maybe the 
being shoved into the British media blender got to him or something like like it destroyed the x-ray specs who knows so very very mixed feelings I mean uh, you know I, I think some people play the music really well and when I one time I saw the dropkick Murphys and it seemed like they were better at it than any of the bands back in the day you know they just kind of gleaned what they took from them just slicking it up and they had it down Tonight, there was a guy with a cell phone, and the whole routine did with him almost looked pre-planned and pre-planted, but it was like this totally spontaneous. How do you deal with people, perhaps, that might be disruptive to your show and turn it to your advantage? Somebody told me if something goes wrong, get naked. Um... I've only done that at four shows way back when I didn't wear strong enough pants and people tore it off me. You know, I actually performed nude opening for The Clash at the only Bill Graham show Dead Kennedys ever played. And from what I was told, Graham had to be physically restrained from coming on stage to beat the crap out of me. He was so angry and he was known for doing that to people, too. How nude were you, though? Like, totally nude for how many songs? No, my belt still survived. And, uh... Uh, I think my belt, my shoes, my argyle socks, and shredded parts of my underwear. Last time I ever wore underwear at a live music show because people pulled on it from two different directions and almost cut my nuts off. Well, Joe for anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? I can't even remember what your original question was before we... It was about oi. It was just about oi music. And it was about uh, dealing with hecklers in the audience. Uh, The reason I brought that up again is because, not to equate you to comedian Neil Hamburger or anything like that, but one time he was at the Big Day Out Festival in Australia, and he had to say he had cancer to calm down the audience. I guess I was wanting any hints for people when they're doing spoken word or anything like that in dealing with the audience. Well, knowing people who've suffered from cancer, I don't really recommend pulling that on anybody. But uh, if anybody could get away with it, Neil Hamburger could. But uh, I thought his whole purpose was to make the audience as mad as possible, though. Annoy people even more than you do on a daily basis. It was about 20,000 people, though, so I guess it was getting a bit out of hand. I guess even Neil Hamburger has limits. Yeah, I had fun with that once. I introduced Ice-T at the first Lollapalooza in San Francisco. It was 1992. People were a little too high on Bill Clinton because they knew Daddy Bush was going to go down. So I went out and... uh, told the audience all the reasons I hated Bill Clinton and didn't trust him and predicted he'd just be a corporate right-wing corrupt jackass that he turned out to be. And I had 20,000-plus people booing me. It was a uniquely wonderful adrenaline rush. Then Ice-T came out and eventually, after some hip-hop stuff, debuted Body Count and debuted the song Cop Killer. And I never thought I'd see the day when 20,000 straight white concert goers in their white T-shirts and their shorts were all chanting fuck the police at once that was pretty cool and that was over a year before the LAPD went after Ice-T for cop killer they just sat on it and waited until they needed a target to detract attention from something horrible that they had done namely causing the Rodney King riots Lastly here, Jill Baffer, are you going to be doing any more tours, i.e. like Spitfire tours? Because it was like Professor Griff, you were on it, Lydia Lunch. You did something with David Cross, the punk voter. What do you think about those tours where the audience is all mixed up, especially like the David Cross punk voter tour? Um, I wouldn't mind trying more of those. Spitfire was a great thing where you'd have three or four different speakers, sometimes even a right-winger and all, like Kennedy, the MTV creature, getting up and saying the worst thing that ever happened to minorities in America was taxes. 
taxes and why we should privatize Social Security. And then I could get up and tell a whole auditorium at a university, privatization my ass, the first words out of my mouth, and got these huge cheers. But more to the point, it uh, reacquainted me with Michael Franti, who often hosted Spitfire and crossed paths with everybody from, uh, oh, uh, Oh, let's see, cross paths with everybody from Jill Sabuel to Andy Dick to uh, one of the founders of PETA to uh, the Indigo Girls, all kinds of people crisscrossed on there. It was cool. And I think it's a direct result of that. You ended up like on the John Stewart show, or wasn't the John Stewart show? You were on a show with John Stewart. I remember him razzing you a little bit. Uh, that was completely different. That was politically incorrect. Have you thought about going on the John Stewart show? Have you been approached to go on that? And do you remember him kind of razz? I remember him going, "Come on, Jalo." Was like, "What do you think about John Stewart?" Was he just joking there? Um, he might have been serious because I didn't do very well on Politically Incorrect. I woke up real sick that day, and to compensate like an idiot, I drank coffee right before I went on the air, and it went straight to my nerves, and I clammed up when I should have been talking, and Stuart was trying to bring me to life, and I think he was actually trying to help at that point because I just didn't do what people at the show and even myself were expecting me to do because there was also an anti-abortion lunatic on there as well and I didn't really do to him what I should have done to him and uh, whatnot. So, uh, oh well. I mean, Stuart has never asked me on his show and Bill Maher has never asked me back on any of his things maybe because it was just I didn't quite uh, do as good a job as I could have done. Although the interesting thing about meeting John Stewart was he came up to me the dressing room beforehand and I dressing room beforehand and I didn't even know who he was. I'd never seen his show or anything. He said, "Oh yeah, um, I, I saw Dead Kennedys at City Gardens in Trenton once. I was the bartender." Interesting. Yeah, how weird a connection is that? Now I've seen The Daily Show, and I think he's absolutely brilliant, and I'm really thankful you can still get away with pulling stunts like that on television. You've never been on Fox News, have you? Because they'd probably have you on, wouldn't they? I don't think it's worth it to go on Fox News. All you, all if I try, one thing I try to say, and Bill O'Reilly just says, shut up, shut up, get that guy off the air. What's the point? It'll be great TV. Uh, for you, not for me. Okay. Well, thanks so much, Jello Biafra. Why should people care about Jello Biafra? Um, maybe you could answer that question better than I could. Okay, you tell me. Why should people care about Jello Biafra? Because do to do loot do Quack, quack. Man, that was a dill, dill, dilly. I guess everybody knows where you're coming from now. I don't know. Some people seem confused by martial metaphor, you know? They can't tell the difference between spiritual warfare and corporeal warfare. Some of the people who get on our case for being knights are under the influence of the same warmonging demons as the politicians that ignore the commandments that Jesus affirmed. That's messed up. Why don't you set them straight? All right, we will.
you're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. You just heard right there, the Knights of the New Crusade with what part of Thou Shalt Not Kill Don't You Understand? And before that, the head of the record label that put out the Knights of the New Crusade, Jello Biafra. Coming up right now on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show, going to play some records that maybe Jello would enjoy. I've interviewed him a few times over the years, so I'm just sort of guessing that he might enjoy some of these records. I could be totally wrong, and you, the listeners, will suffer because of that. I'm usually wrong all the time, so I guess you're suffering all the time. So, in other words, it's not going to be too much suffering for you. And again, if you want to become a DJ yourself, head on down to UBC CITR Radio so you can play the tunes. Anybody can become a DJ. Right now, we are going to hear something again that maybe Jella would like. Here we go. Some patriotic tunes. part about registering with Selective Service is deciding how to get to the post office. The easy part is filling out the card. That takes five minutes. If you're a guy who's turning 18, register with Selective Service. It's quick, it's easy, and it's the law. So what are you waiting for? slowly rising my birthday finally come now that i was 18 i knew what had to be done now i don't shake my boots and i ain't no scared of cat i just headed off the town and that was that i saw him behind the table when i came through the door he looked at me i looked at him well he knew i knew the score But I was there to sign Selective service registered ain't hard Go down to the post office and sign that little card If you're turning 18, register with selective service It's quick, it's easy, and it's the law Hey guys! Most of us like to think of ourselves as real animals. Know what I mean? <laughs> so what kind of animal are you? 
a jock, a real ladies' man. Maybe you're a sophisticated scholar. Well, the point is, no matter what kind of animal you are, you should register with Selective Service. You, that's who. If you're turning 18, you gotta register. Now, don't make a big deal out of it. You just fill out a card at the post office. Hey, if you're lucky, the clerk will be real pretty, too. Register with Selective Service. It's quick, it's easy, and it's the law. Besides, if you don't register, what kind of animal does that make you? I'm looking for a new pair of running shoes. Oh, running shoes? Hmm. H how old are you? Old? Uh, just turned 18. Got just the thing. Wow, red, white, and blue, even. Yep, it's a pair of U.S. Patriotics. Patriotics, huh? Well, I'll take them. In fact, I'll put them on right now. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> Where am I? Where you, uh, the post office. Why? Well, you're here to register with Selective Service. I am? Sure. You're wearing your new Patriotics. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I am. So, just fill out the card. That's all? Yeah. Guys, if you're about to turn 18, register with Selective Service. It's quick, it's easy, and it's the law. Hey, how do I stop these things? Whoa! Yesterday, right on, that I just got to say, I hopped into my ride, it's a bad ride, and I wheeled on down to the post office, what you do, I had to register, what to do, the selective service, register with selective service, we are Sign it on the card, it only takes five minutes, so it's not too hard. Register with Selective Service. Register with Selective Service. Woo! Ha-ha! Hey, if you're 18, register with Selective Service at the post office. It's quick, it's easy, and it's the law. Hi, Sally. This is Jim Hawkins. Right, the big linebacker. Say, how'd you like to go out this Friday, huh? Sally? Hi, Karen. Jim Hawkins here. Leslie? When you're not man enough to register with Selective Service, word has a way of getting around. So register at the post office. It only takes five minutes. Hello? Mom? Mom! Register with Selective Service. It's quick, it's easy, and it's the law. Thank you. 
I bought a new Mazda the other day. It's a great new car. The people all say got a rotary engine goes round and round instead of those pistons that go up and down. Piston engine goes. But the Mazda goes. You can't hear the valves, you can't hear the cam, it's got fewer parts, so there's nothing to jam, no rods or pistons to rub or grind, just a rotary engine you can really wind. Piston engine goes. But the Mazda goes. So if you're getting tired of costly repair and you want the mechanics out of your hair, do what I did and save some green. Go out and get yourself the clean machine. Piston engine goes. But the Mazda goes. Train a car went by looking really mean, so I stepped on the gas, went by like a shot. Man, this Mazda sure is hot. Piston engine goes. But the Mazda goes. I'm on the highway singing a song, and my rotary engine is a humming along. That rotary power feels good to me, me and my Mazda in harmony. Piston engine goes. But the Mazda goes. If you're looking for a cause in which to believe and your piston engine has caused you to grieve, don't stick with a car that might go sour. Make your slogan rotary power. Piston engine goes, but the Mazda goes. Moose, moose, whose, whose, 
moose who's who's moose mouse house moose who's mouse house who's moose house moose who's mouse house who's moose mouse moose who's mouse house moose who's house mouse who's mouse house moose who's house mouse moose house mouse moose who's house mouse who's moose mouse moose who's house mouse who's moose house who's moose house mouse who's moose mouse house moose house mouse who's moose mouse house who's mouse moose House who's mouse who's house moose moose house who's mouse moose mouse who's house house who's mouse moose house moose mouse who's who's house moose mouse who's mouse moose house who's I wanted to forget you so I tried to erase your name wanting to forget I tried to name your eraser forgetting I wanted you I erased your name. I wanted you, I forgot you, I erased your name. You wanted, I forgot, you named me, I erased you. I forgot to want you, you erased my name. Forget me, erase me, I want your name. Erase my name, I want you to forget me. I want me to forget me, you erase your name. Forget your name, erase me in your wanting. Erase me in your name, forget I wanted you. I want to erase you, to forget my name. Erase my wanting in forgetfulness, your name. I forgot to name you, you wanted to erase me. Forgetting the wanting erased, I named you. I wanted to forget you, so I tried to erase your name. Wanted, wanted to forget you, so I tried to erase your name. To, to, to forget you, so I tried to erase your name. Forget, 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 forget you, so I tried to erase your name. You, 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 so I tried to erase your name. So, 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 so I tried to erase your name. I, 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 I tried to erase your name tried 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 to erase your name to 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 erase your name erase 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 your name your 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 name 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 I wanted to forget you so I tried to erase your name wanted wanted to forget you so I tried to erase your your to 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 forget you so I tried to erase 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 forget 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 you so I tried to 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 you 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 so I tried 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 so 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 I I I I I I so I so I so I so I so I so I I so I so I so I so I so I so you 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 so I I so try 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 forget forget 
forget, forget you, so I, I, so try to, 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 to forget you, so I, I, so try to erase, 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 wanted, wanted to forget you, so I, I, so try to erase your, your, I wanted to forget you, so I, I, so try to erase your name, I, 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 baby, 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 I, 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 I wanted, I wanted, baby, 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 wanted, I wanted, I, I to wanted to baby baby to wanted to i i baby wanted wanted forget to forget forget to forget wanted wanted baby 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 to to you forget you you forget you to to baby 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 forget forget so so you you so so forget forget baby 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 i you so you i i you so you i baby 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 tried, I tried so, so tried, I tried, baby, 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 to tried to, I, 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 to tried to, baby, erase, to erase, tried, tried, baby, 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 erase, to erase, erase your two, two, baby, 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 two, two, your erase your name, erase your name, baby, 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 erase, erase your name, baby, 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 your name. Baby, 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 your name, baby, 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 your name, baby, baby, your name, your name, your name, your name. Turnips are in turps, are urn spit, are tin spur, are rust pin, are stun rip, are pit urns, are writ puns, are punster, are new trips, are sun trip, are untrips, are spin rut, are run spit, are pit nurse, are runt sip, are punster, are turn sip, are tip runs, are terpsin, are spurtin. Milk. Milk. Milk, 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 And you're listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. You just heard a bunch of tracks from 1968 by B.P. Nickel, sound poet B.P. Nickel, off the record Motherload, recorded in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. 1968 sound poetry out of Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. We heard a bunch of tunes right there. Some sound poetry from 1968. The Child in Me. The Historical Implications of Turnips. We heard Stinsna. ML Dream, A Hum for Stevie Winwood, and Bill Bissett's Lullaby. And before that, on the Nardwar de Human Serviette radio show, you heard a little bit of Anata Mazago's Bow Bow, Mazda Motors, a couple ads from Mazda Motors, talking guitar, and before that, some patriotic turning 18 jingles in honor of 
Jello Biafra, who we interviewed earlier on the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. Right now, to end the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show, wanted to play a bunch of UK psych records, beginning with Enough's Enough. Not the hair metal band who I've interviewed, who I love, who were left off the private part soundtrack by Howard Stern, but the UK band Enough's Enough. And we're going to hear from 1968 please remember gonna follow that up with Caleb with baby your phrasing is bad from 1967 then the tickle with subway from 1967 then the factory with path through this forest from 1968 and we'll see how much we get to but we also might hear tin turn abby with vacuum cleaner from 67 the Sent Red Sky at Night from 1967 and Callum Bryce Lovemaker from 1968. All UK psych. See how much we get to on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. <laughs>
will once again welcome some of the world's finest films